everyone. Today we are going to be on a journey, a pilgrimage, a sacred traveling. All the great masters of the past invited us to be on this sacred journey as a pilgrim. Even though we are not uh, walking together for far distance to arrive at a physical location, and yet we are pilgrims today. Please hold uh, this perspective that today you are a pilgrimer. Buddha often said, if you want to find the freedom, walk away from your home. Go into mountains, thicket and meditate. One of the sadhanas or the observance of bodhisattva is to go away from your home for a period of time in your life and to explore the path to the freedom. Dharma itself is a pilgrimage. Of course, the Dharma is a unfathomable. It's a impossible to describe completely what a, a Dharma is. It is a pilgrimage. It is a inward pilgrimage. It is a pilgrimage of a heart, it is a, a pilgrimage of consciousness. Perhaps uh, the best way to understand Dharma's pilgrimage is by looking back and to revisit those precious words spoken by Buddha himself. There's a line that I would like to recite, a line from one of the Pali Sutras. Buddha said, there is 
uh, going away from that is conditioned become made into that is unmade and become unconditioned. So here Buddha described the Dharma as a pilgrimage, but it is a inward pilgrimage. It is a pilgrimage of our consciousness. It is a to be on lifelong journey, freeing yourself from this uh, trouble of limited, uh, provisional, confined version of yourself, the conditioned version of yourself that is uh, made, become, conditioned and the driving into the infinite, the unborn, the deathless version of yourself that is uh, unmade, unbecome and unconditioned which is none other than your true nature. The notion of your true nature is not a abstract reality. By the way, of course, there are a lot of abstract ideas permeating Buddhist teachings. But this one is not a abstract idea. This is a, one of those things that uh, you can regard as a timeless truth. So please uh, do not think that this notion of one's true nature is not a archaic concept or uh, another just uh, uh, belief system or another uh, man-made concept. Instead, there is a timeless truth, a truth that uh, we can all glimpse and recognize and even to abide in it. In the end, the essential goal of all dharmas, all the paths in the Buddhist tradition is to realize that unconditioned dimension of yourself, which is your true nature, your original face. 
I grew up in Tibetan Buddhist uh, tradition where there are many deities like Tara, Avalokiteshvara, Vajra Yogini, and uh, many more. But all these uh, deities are just uh, symbols or allegories pointing out uh, extraordinary truth that lies at the very heart of our being that cannot be easily captured by words, logic, and uh, rationalities. So there is a Tara in each of us, there is a Avalokiteshvara in each of us. Tara is infinite. Tara is infinite compassion. Avalokiteshvara is boundless, a boundless love. So there is a infinite compassion and boundless love at the very heart of your being. The truth is that you are that infinite compassion and boundless love. So the Dharma is uh, this amazing journey to keep walking in your heart, in your consciousness towards that uh, unconditioned, infinite uh, state of yourself. I was taught at a very early age in my tradition to give rise to this uh, longing. As a human being, we all know what means to long for something. We all know how to feel longing. And this longing that I'm speaking of is a longing to realize your original face. So I would like to also ask everybody to go inside and uh, feel this uh, a longing. There's a new longing. I'm sure many of you have been accompanied by this uh, longing all along. And many mystics speak of being tormented by this longing because they have been longing for 
infinite and longing for union with their true nature. So this is a, the longing of the mystics, the Mahasiddhas. And this longing is a very powerful force if you know how to rekindle that in your heart. This longing has the power to melt the ice of all resistance in your heart, pave the road, and to bring about whole opening inside you as a threshold through which that you may suddenly wake up and to see your forgotten face and to remember your forgotten name which is a nameless name of your original face. Buddhism teaches that the Four Noble Truths, the first truth is the truth of a Tugga, the truth of a human suffering. The second truth is the truth of a origin of a suffering. There are numerous ways of uh, interpreting the second truth. Some tradition states that the second truth, the origin of uh, human suffering is craving. Some tradition teaches that the origin of human suffering is karma and the kleshas. Klesha means internal defilements or obscurations. And some masters in the Buddhist tradition say that the second noble truth is uh, avidya or lack of uh, awareness. It is a uh, not remembering or forgetting our true nature, not remembering our original face, our true face. And out of uh, the avidya, out of that forgetfulness, by the way, I like this concept of uh, forgetfulness. In Tibetan language, they say, Togmi Marikpa means original forgetfulness. <laughs> Togma means original. Marikpa means uh, ignorance or forgetfulness, which is a 
sound much uh, benevolent and lighthearted than the notion of original sin. <laughs> so original sin sound very heavy. <laughs> when you hear this word, it gives you goosebumps sometimes. <laughs> but this is a very lighthearted uh, way of uh, illuminating the, the very root, the genesis of all our misery and all our struggles, which is original forgetfulness. So all our problems come from a simple error, which is not a original sin, so you can chill out. <laughs> it is simply the fact that we forgot our original face. We forgot truly who we are. So there's a way to remember truly who you are, which is to invite Dharma into your heart. The most uh, precious and most worthwhile question is uh, to really ask what uh, is Dharma. I remember Dharma is a a pilgrimage. It's an inward pilgrimage. Remember, Buddha said, "Is going away from the world of finite into the world of infinite. It is going away from ego into your true nature." It is going away from your falsehood of who you are into the true state of who you are. The way begins by rekindling this uh, longing, this uh, beautiful longing longing to be in union with your original face, the Buddha within. And then with that longing, the path begins with true sadhana, reflection, meditation. There's a a reflection that we practice in Buddhist tradition. Sometimes you can do spontaneous reflection. There are also a more traditional reflections, self-reflections, which are more formalized and structured. And for example, you can turn your attention and look for three things. In Tibetan, we say Jongni Indrosam, to look for the original of yourself, the location of yourself, 
in the home of yourself. And let me describe those three questions in more easy language. That is to ask, where do I come from? Where do I locate? Where do I dissolve? You turn your attention inward and then first to find the sense of a self or the sense of I am and then begin to inquire and look for by asking where do I come from? Where do I locate? Where do I dissolve? Of course this sound very much a conceptual inquiry. It would be conceptual inquiry without that touch of the longing, but when you ask those questions from the place that you are totally moved by the force of that longing, then it won't be conceptual question. It won't be just another conceptual inquiry. It will be very powerful inquiry. So powerful that you feel there is an earthquake began to happen inside you. Remember, Sutra said that when Buddha become enlightened, the whole earth trembles in every directions, and you feel that this earthquake began to happen inside you. An earthquake in your consciousness. You feel that uh, the whole the world inside you began to shake. And you feel that the, this old superstructure of your fear, your resistance began to collapse one after another. And you feel this uh, amazing crack takes place and begin to open your heart and open your consciousness and see this extraordinary face, this amazing presence. And indeed you will realize that and that amazing presence, this infiniteness, this original face is yours. It has been who you are all along. So there are many joys, but the highest joy in the Buddhist path is to see and recognize your original face. And that is the joy of all joy. And today our theme is also to give rise to the joy. So there's a joy of reconnecting with your original face. It is an uncomparable joy. It is a unconditioned and spontaneous joy enjoy that heals all your illness, the illness of kleshas, the illness of your mind, 
illness of many eons, with all of them, because that joy is a, a medicine, it's a nectar, it's a amrita. The joy, the tropic joy must be uh, in the air right now, because a few years ago I wrote a letter to many of my Dharma friends. The thought that uh, came to my mind was a joy. And today, my dear friend James and I are also talking about that topic and also welcoming all of you to feel that as a, a sea, as a hidden treasure. And that is always inside you, all along, the hidden treasure, the sea of joy. And also sometimes uh, we tend to lose joy. I think people always lose joy. We also lose joy sometimes uh, on the spiritual path. We forgot to invite joy as our friend. Whereas the ancient masters always express how a joy has been accompanying them all along on the path. There's joy of tranquility, the pretty in Sanskrit, pity in Bali. And there's a great joy of losing all your mental bondage. It is the Mahasukha the great bliss. So there's so much joy in our existence as well as there's so much joy on the path too. So joy is not something we should not miss or ignore but invite. The more we invite joy, the powerful our path, our journey will become. And there's a joy of tranquility. Sometimes there is a this amazing interconnectedness or symbiotic connectedness between the exterior and interior world. The exterior world has so much influence on the interior world. We are very blessed to have this sanctuary, this beautiful land, spirit rock, filled with peace. This place is blessed by so many meditators. The moment you put your feet on this ground, you may feel the blessings of the Dharma. And the physics, this is very enchanting with the, the wonder of nature. 
we feel that we are already embraced, loved, blessed by the, the presence of Mother Nature. And so it's so easy to go inside and to be in touch with the, this also interior world, a world of a total serenity, which Buddha called the unscathed place. Remember a verse from Pali Sutra spoken by Buddha. The world is lacking in its intrinsic nature. It trembles in all directions. I long myself a place unscathed, but I cannot see. So the unscathed place is already inside you. It's the place where you feel that you're no longer unconscious. You're no longer scattered. No, you're, you're no longer fragmented, but you feel that you are together, you are centered. You feel that your peace is a thousand times stronger than all the mental noises. And when you know how to be in touch with that unscathed place, and then sometimes this uh, miracle happens on its own, which is the, the opening, the eye of Dharma. And the eye of Dharma is the only eye and that can see your original face. Eye of Dharma, the Dharma Chakya, is the eye of your heart and the eye of your mind. Gratitude. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I'm not so familiar with the Krishna. I'm so sorry. I wouldn't do that. Okay.